0: We got it. We finally made it. We have Starlink. We have first world internet. I'm so thrilled, very excited. uh it's gonna be super cool get get to play with some drops again here in the future and and kind of make the episodes a little more fun uh with some like little sound bits. Uh, well, I enjoy them. I don't know if you guys do, but that's irrelevant. That's not why you're here. uh you're here to talk about well. I'm here to talk about your next from uh, 2011 or 2013, which is it. But regardless, without further ado, here we go. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Thank you again for tuning in. Wherever you are, uh, regardless, this is super cool. Uh, continues to be cool for me. Um, we got a collaboration episode coming up here with another podcast, uh, Frightmares. If you guys haven't checked that out, uh, go give Austin and, and his, uh, his lovely wife a listen. Um, definitely looking forward to that. We're gonna be doing Midnight Meat Train. Uh, date yet to be determined. It might be next week, it might be after next week. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, anyway, so we got some cool stuff to look forward to. Again, our award show is going to be taking place at the end of, uh, the end of the year, towards the end of the year. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it for like Christmas or like new year's, but, uh, all the best, you know, things from all the cool movies we've watched this year. Uh, Obviously we're going to crack open some cool beers for that. Also, my lovely wife will be joining me for that episode. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to having her be a part of this because uh, it's it's fun for me, and I think she'll have a good time too. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about like best kills, best movies, most disappointing movies, uh, best beers, worst beers. Uh, spoiler alert: there is no such thing as a bad beer. Um, just so you know. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about this movie a little bit, right? Uh, so we're doing your next. Uh, it's a slasher film from 2011 or 2013. I'm getting conflicting information from the interweb. Um, I think it said the US release was 2013 and I didn't know that it wasn't a, you know, a US movie, uh, but there was some accents in the movie. So maybe that makes sense. Anyway, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 80%, 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 81% of Google users liked it. Guess what? We liked it too. Eight out of 10 for us. Um, so slashers, what happened to this genre, right? Like in 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 the the eighties and in the nineties, you know, the, this that was like the model for a successful horror movie. That's what people went to see. There were so many of them. You had, you know, Sleepaway Camp. You know, you had you know Pieces. You had Friday the Thirteenth, Freddy Krueger, Chucky. You know, all, all of they were all slasher movies. Scream. You know, all all of this stuff. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like you can go on and on. There's so many of them done. And uh, those are just the popular ones, you know. We're not even talking about like, you know, Chopping Mall or any of these other crazy fucking B-rated horror movies that like never see the light of day anymore. Uh, and you have to be like a real horror fan of the '80s to, to like dive in on some of these things. But you know what? What happened to the genre? Why? Why did it kind of fall by the wayside? Why did it fall behind? You know, like the paranormal or like the uh, the exorcism type possession movies. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, or the, like zombie movies. Like it feels like those are the two things that come out all the time. It's just like paranormal exorcism, zombie. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can consider the purge like a slasher movie, but not really. I don't even really consider that a horror movie. Um, but yeah, like what what happened to them? You know, it was cool having like like a badass character like like a Jason Voorhees, and he just like had a kill count. You know, and now that we have like Ark the Clown now with Terrifier, but. You know, I don't know, it would be kind of nice to see, you know, these movies uh, have a little renaissance and and come back. Uh, If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to drop it in the post today on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Um, We did get on TikTok recently and I have no fucking idea how to use it. So there, you know, I'm showing my age at 35 that I have just zero idea how to do this. Or even like, do do you hashtag? Is that still the thing even? Do you somebody please just dm me is that still something you can do like it just tell me what the hell to do here uh might actually reach out to austin because he's got a nice little following over there um on frightmare with his his uh his tiktok following go go check them out they they do some awesome stuff he's been doing this for years, year so i'm really excited to to do a collab with him and uh yeah it's gonna be cool so anyways what beers are we drinking today well we're gonna kind of go up the ladder here, right? So we're starting out with Lion's Head Deluxe Pilsner, right? Four and a half percent, 3.04 on untapped. Uh, This is a beer that I remember drinking in college. Um, It really just tastes like nothing. Um, I thought maybe I had a bad can when I I tried it. I was like excited. It was like $8 a 12 pack. That's all you need to know about this beer. Um, It's cheaper than just about everything. Uh, it's almost as cheap as like a gallon of milk. Um, uh, they, we used to get them in bottles, uh, back when we'd like party in college. And, uh, they had these like little riddles under the bottle caps. And that was like, kind of what I liked about them the most was that plus it was like for college beer, it was like Nat, you know, you had like Natty light and fucking PBR and you know, this, or just, just whatever shit, you know, not that, you know what I mean, but it was just like the the lowest, cheapest beer you could possibly get your hands on. You're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I just want to get drunk. You don't care about flavor, you just want to get drunk. <laughs> and this was always one of those beers around, so I figured, what the hell? Is it as bad as I remember, or is it as good as I remember? And it's it's kind of right down the middle. It really just doesn't taste like anything. Um. Anyway, what are the other two beers we're drinking? Uh, to redeem ourselves, we're doing Hacker Shore Munich Gold. That's not how it's spelled on the label but I'm not going to embarrass myself so I just gave you the uh my good old fashioned American rendition of the name uh it's five and a half percent and it is 3.51 on untapped last but certainly not least coming in from the great white north we got Great Lakes their 35th anniversary barrel aged imperial amber lager there's a fucking mouthful uh 12.1 percent and it is 4.17 on untapped now for all the people that don't give a shit about beer on to the movie. <laughs> yeah, but this is our first three beer episode in a while, so uh, give, you're going to have to be a little patient with me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Buckle up. What do we like about this movie? What What do we like? I have a bunch of predictions. I don't even know why. I didn't even go back and fix this. I just said, did we get our prediction correct? So, all right, I can't even give a prediction without spoiling it. So I'll after we get what we did like, um, man, actually, all of my shit is like, Kind of, kind of spoiler esque. Uh, what did we like? Let me let me think about this. I did just watch this last night. Uh, I liked how it kind of the movie draws you into like a very basic horror movie, right? It's just like there's this family and they're all you know they're well to do and they're all going to get together and hang out for a weekend because they need to reconnect as a family and blah 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 all this stuff so it's like very basic but then like it kind of goes horribly wrong and they're stuck outside their house i'm not really giving anything away because this is what you see in the preview like the trailer uh so it's like a home invasion kind of film the score is fantastic the the use i'm trying to figure it out it kind of sounds like war of the worlds almost like the score that he uses in this or like something big and epic, like, like a monster movie, like, like you'd hear in like a Godzilla or something, which makes sense. Cause Wingard who Adam Wingard, he's the dude that directed this, by the way. Um, he actually has his hands in Godzilla. Uh, he's got the new one coming out and he did Godzilla versus Kong, which wasn't my favorite. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway. Um, and our final girl, I'm not revealing who that is. Uh, cause they don't really tell you who like the main character is or who they will be They it's kind of everybody at, at once. And then it kind of shifts. Uh, but the way this movie kind of twists and turns and, and then it turns on itself. Uh, yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, the final girl, she's fantastic. She's so good. This was like, I, I loved her character. I thought she was really, really good. um, And I honestly didn't even know her character until like pretty much the end of the movie. And so in our notes, you will hear me address her as homegirl. And I don't know why I use that term. That's just that's just the term that I'm going to use going forward. So you're going to have to uh, bear with me if that's cringe. Again, I don't know if that's something that parents or kids use or whatever, but whatever, we're going to move on also like the gore. The gore was pretty cool. The kills were pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. It's good. It's a good movie. That's all you need to know. Uh, what we didn't like, I guess um, the characters are like a little basic, maybe like a little bit more character development would have been cool. Uh, I would have given a shit a little bit more about some of the characters. Um, that being said, that does change in the middle of the movie. Uh, and you do actually, at least I did genuinely care about something that happened to a particular character. If you have seen this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it was like really sad. <laughs> it was like a really sad death. Uh, yeah, but this movie's fucking all over the place. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's it's pretty good. So, more gore would have been another thing. Let me just finish up my, uh, what we didn't like, uh, always want to see more gore. And I feel like they kind of, um, imply a lot. And then it kind of showed you the aftermath. I like seeing like the act a little bit, like they do with like terrifier. And I know that that's an extreme example. Uh, and maybe I'm in the minority here, but you never know. Maybe I'm not. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. 10 and a half minutes. If you have not seen this movie, it's time to hit pause, go watch this movie and come back and listen to me ramble for the next, uh, 20 minutes or so about this. And, uh, I'm in rare fucking form today. I, I know this, that I don't know. I'm in a good mood. Tomorrow's Friday. It drops tomorrow. I know I'm late on this, but it's just been a weird week. Um, yeah, that's it. So we're going to do spoilers. I'm going to chug this beer. We're going to jump onto our next beer here. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. And by chug that beer, I mean, I'm going to take two sips Because I chug like uh, somebody that can't chug beer. Oh, and I have a beer podcast and I can't chug beer. How embarrassing is that? As a, I can't open bottles either, apparently. Do you hear me struggling on this? There we go. Nope. Still waiting. Still going. Nope. Maybe this one. There we go. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, all right. What? Let's talk about this movie. You're next. All right. Your next Munich Gold. Let's take a sip. Just a beer flavored beer. Good old-fashioned lager. Little little bready, right? Kind of what we like. Just that nice bready, kind of roasty, little bitter. Not too bitter. Not like IPA bitter. But just like a little oh man, these beers are fucking great. Anytime I can grab beer from like Germany or that area. Oh, it's so fucking good. All right. Opening scene is literally boobs. Uh, and it's safe to say that you have my attention. <laughs> We're talking about the movie now, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, again, what what is this obsession with, like, horror movies and, like, nudity uh, on women specifically, right? You don't see a lot of, like, dicks flopping around, but it's always some naked girl getting, like, mauled or, you know, manhandled or whatever. And it's just, it's overdone sometimes. Uh <laughs> But whatever, uh, there's a naked girl on the screen with some old, super creepy old dude. And, um, you know, whenever they're done having whatever they're doing, uh, I guess they're having sex. Uh, she doesn't look overly thrilled about it. Um, but you know, she, he goes to get a shower, she goes to get a drink, uh, and there's a CD player. Why this is relevant. I, and I, I don't get this whole part of the movie, um, you know, she puts something on and it's just on disc repeat. There's a CD player kids. If you don't know what a CD player it is, is it's a dated form of, uh, oh, enjoying your music. And you used to have to, our shuffle was like five CDs and it would take like 18 minutes in between songs. Cause that's how long it would take to shuffle and then spin and then find the song and then play. It sucked. And then we could burn CDs and it was like way cooler anyway. Um, yeah, she she throws in a CD, hits whatever, and uh, she goes and makes herself a drink, notices something behind her, and uh, that's all you see. Creepy old guy gets out of the shower, grabs himself a drink, notices something on the window, and it's uh, blood, and it says, You're next. Camera pans down. You see the dead girl that was just downstairs with the CD. He screams and turns right into the killer, pretty predictably blood splatters, yeah, yeah, yeah. onto the next scene. So we're on to the, uh, me scrolling down too far part of the podcast where I can't see my fucking notes. Where the hell? There we go. Now we introduce the bougie family, right? Like, like the, the, the rich family that has all the money and this and that. It, I got some like, um, get out vibes from this uh, a little bit and it's the mom and dad arriving at the house and it's kind of dirty and like sheets over everything um mom thinks she hears something upstairs which is foreshadowing which they do a lot of in this movie and if you pay attention enough and you're like holding on to details uh you get rewarded because at the end of the movie there were some things that i was like paying attention to i'm like well either they're gonna fucking pull it off and and I'm going to get that satisfaction of remembering this, or they're just going to like, leave me hanging. And I saw that ax for no reason. You know what I mean? So, you know, mom thinks she hears something upstairs. Uh, dad was in the basement, blah, blah, blah. Dad, you know, he goes and checks it out. And there's this like tension scene uh, where he's like searching and all this stuff. And one of the kid, kid, one of the kid, <laughs> one of the kids comes up from behind. Uh, also they do show, uh, why didn't I have that in my notes? Probably cause it wasn't important. It shows, uh, one of the sons and his new girlfriend coming up and she's asking about alcohol. We should stop and get whiskey and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, this is the son that scares him. But you know, having seen this movie, you probably already know that. So that was all for nothing. Uh, cheap jump scare. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm kind of like, I mean, we're only a couple minutes into the movie, but I have a lot of notes here of just like, not really like, you know, buying this, like, where's the hype, you know, and not that 80% on Rotten Tomatoes is hype or, you know, but like when you see anything over, you know, 75% on anything, you know, it's, it's definitely worth watching. And you know, when all those numbers line up, like, yeah, this is a pretty solid movie. You should check it out. I'm just not buying it. And I was even talking to my the the horror group, uh, horror reviews by the collective. Uh, we have like a group chat going on, and I was talking about saying I'm just not a fan. And they're like, "Are you talking about the same movie?" I said, "Yeah, it's just not doing anything for me." But then uh, I had to get off the phone or get off the movie, get off the get off the phone. No, I had to stop the movie because uh, my son was having like fucking Chernobyl meltdown. Uh, and I had to call an electrician, and it's just, you know, it's just been a fun couple of weeks. Regardless, after the cheap jump scare, the camera pans. I hear the dogs give me once. It is so nice to have that pause button back and like actually work. That's that's good for two reasons. One, I know this episode's actually taking, uh, and two, I can like pause and go. Get The dogs to like calm down or like go feed my kid or whatever when I need to, anyway. All right, son scares dad, cheat, jump, scare. They leave and go about their business. Now the camera shows that there is actually something or someone in the house. So, uh, we're on to the you know, middle of the night. Mom's up, she grabs something to drink. You see reflection in the window, like a cat face or something. I don't get the obsession with that, whatever. that That's that doesn't matter. We don't talk about that yet. On to the next day, classic family banter between siblings. They reunite at the house, you know, and I have down here like getting some get out vibes here. Uh, Get out is significantly better. uh, Mind you, that's an all time great fucking movie in my opinion, but that's just me. But uh, something's, something's kind of off about this whole family. And maybe it's just a bad acting. I don't know. It's just, it wasn't, I wasn't sure you know what to expect here i thought that maybe like it was similar to get out there where they brought her up you know the the one the one girl who ends up being the uh her name's aaron um i thought that she was gonna end up being like the victim that they were this like murderous clan or something like that and apparently that's not uh that's not at all where this was headed so they get her uh away from everybody and that was like another uh kind of reason. I thought, I don't know why it took me so long to think of that word. Um, why I, th- I thought that maybe she was, you know, uh, being excluded for a reason that they were getting her away from the house and they were going to start planning some shit. So she'd go get milk. But I think that was just a reason to show that like, um, the neighbors were the ones from the beginning of the movie. I think they were just kind of tying it all together. Uh, But it's you know it's the house from the beginning. That's the neighbor that she goes to get the milk from. Obviously, she can't get in because the guys are dead or whatever. Uh, But now it's nighttime, and the rest of the family arrives. And more cliche family interaction. uh, There's some tension between the brothers. You know, the one older brother that was in the earlier in the movie. He's kind of like a smug dick. And then the other one, he's you know he what a Crispin. What the fuck kind of name is Crispin anyway? That's like one of the whitest names I think I have ever heard in my life. The only way it could be any whiter is if it had two Y's in it. Like it's what, who, no offense. If you have a kid named Crispin, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm mildly judging. Uh, I just, I have never heard that name before in my life. Uh, but Hey, to each throne. Um, I've heard the word, the name Tariq before. I've, I've never heard Crispin. Um, sounds like a speech impediment more than anything. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of speech impediments just to be clear. Uh, but it just, it sounds like somebody like stuttered when they meant to name their kid something else. I don't know. So the whole family's there and everybody's going through They're like fucking, Oh, this is Tariq. He's an extravagant, you know, filmmaker and he does these underground documentaries, but nobody blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the tension comes out and there starts being you know, arguments between their brothers and it's just this uncomfortable family. It's very cliche. It's very just like, oh my God, I don't care. And honestly, I just don't give a shit at this point. But now Tariq sees something outside, gets up to investigate. Arrow right through the fucking head and nobody notices. He's just kind of like standing there and they're still bitching and whatever. And it gets quiet and everybody's staring at, at, at Tariq and he has his um an arrow through his head. Uh, And then he falls on the ground and I guess dies immediately and everybody fucking freaks out. More arrows come flying through the window. Holy shit. Um, I have Crispin as hit. Then I put, I think it wasn't, it was the, uh, the other brother and I didn't get any of their names. So I'm sorry for the uh, unprofessionalism here, but I, (laughs) I could have just like looked it up, but I didn't. Um, The dickhead brother, that's who I have him as the name. He's the one in like the gray shirt, like the guy with the, it doesn't matter. You know what? I can fucking look it up. No, it doesn't matter. You guys know who I'm talking about. So I <laughs> actually have in here. So I was reading my, uh, my art or my, uh, notes saying that, uh, my point about the terrible name stands, they're using the dining room chairs as shields to get like out of this situation, which is, you know, kind of, kind of cool. Um, wasn't a fan of the overly dramatic shaky camera. Uh, but you know, whatever. So we get to the next, we get through that scene and, um, you know, family goes through another, you know, meltdown, another argument, whatever. And the daughter, she's like, I'm, I'm the princess. I'm going to run to safety or go get the car and I'll get us out of here. I'll get us help, whatever. And everybody's like, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, no, I can do it. And the dad's just looking at her and it's that look, it's the foreshadowing look that like something very bad is about to happen to this girl. And uh, so they open the door full speed. She sprints out the door right into a fucking piano wire or something, some kind of razor blade, something slices her neck and she (laughs) just bleeds out right in front of her whole family. Fucking traumatic, awful dinner fucking night, man. Jesus, that's rough. So I also have down here that this is the point where I'm just not invested in this movie. Nothing stands out about it. They're all very generic characters uh just a generic movie at this point but i was told to uh to keep going push on get through this it's not bad it will pay off so crispin looks kind of concerned like he he knows why this is happening and that's where I, you know I was, I was i wasn't really sure my prediction was that crispin and and his girlfriend were kind of in on it like like it was an act, like a like a like they were writing a book, like they wanted to live out some kind of fantasy where, they, and but they they acted out in real time, uh, which is actually kind of a cool idea for a horror movie. I'm not patting myself on the back or anything, but imagine you and whatever you go to meet somebody. Okay, not you personally, but never mind. All right, this this is relevant. Maybe I'll write it up and I'll make a lot of money and I can pay, uh, pay for my podcast for the next hundred thousand years. What he does say that is very interesting is that his girlfriend starts like she's really got her shit together and he's like I've never really noticed you act like this before and she doesn't really acknowledge that Uh, she just kind of like plays it off and like okay well you have to do this and you have to do that blah 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 so mom's fucking distraught obviously she just watched her daughter like fucking kill herself uh, inadvertently and watch the new boyfriend just get shot through the head. So, you know, dinner isn't going as planned. Uh, they didn't even get to dessert. Um, dad takes her upstairs to rest. And again, the foreshadowing, uh, there is someone under the bed and crawl out, kill mom. Everybody hears her as, uh, she, you know, gets killed on the way. Aaron is attacked through the window by the cat guy. She stabs him in the arm. So I'll, right away, like now, I'm like, okay, is this luck or is she like? Oops, sorry, bumped my mic. Uh, is she like female John Wick? Like, what's going on here? Why is she? Uh, she, <laughs> she's something else because not only does she stab him in, you know, like stab him to the frame of the window, uh, she then goes to kill him again. I guess he wasn't dead the first time, but she goes to grab a knife to like stab him again. Uh, and I have, damn, haha, ha, she's ruthless. Uh, those are my notes, just so you know. Uh, so now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more dialed in. I'm like, okay, I, I like where this is going. Uh, I'm enjoying this a little more. Um, all of a sudden, uh, the brother that got shot, the dickhead brother, the, guy, the one that got shot with the arrow, he becomes a juggernaut. And he burst through the fucking door. Uh, but the dude was barely awake a few seconds ago. So I didn't really like that part of it. And then he like passes out shortly after because his girlfriend like takes off and uh, ducks under the wire. And then he just pulls an arrow out after he gets it stuck, like stuck on the piano wire thing. He pulls it out and then he's just, he passes out for, I don't know, a a half, half of the movie, like half an hour, maybe. (laughs) But, this is right after they find out that their mom has been murdered. Dad's fucking, you know, at a loss and all this other crazy shit. Where already cover that Kelly's gone. That's uh dickhead brothers, girlfriend, wife, whatever she is. Uh, he passes out. Crispin decides to make his run at the car. And yes, I know we're moving through this movie kind of quickly, but Kelly gets all the way to the neighbor's house and Crispin isn't seen for the rest of the movie. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, she gets to the neighbor's house where Aaron was before. Meets her untimely end. She gets thrown through the fucking window. She gets beat up. Slammed through fucking, you know, glass tables and all this other shit. She's half unconscious. And then dude takes a golf swing right at her fucking head with an axe. And then he just kind of sits there and looks at it. Now, quick side note. You guys, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably like Halloween You've probably worn a Halloween mask, uh, probably like a just a regular one. You know, I'm sure there are very, very nice ones out there you can get from websites that are like $100 or whatever that fit really well to your face, or you maybe just do makeup. But if you've ever worn like a, just an off the off the rack, you know, Halloween mask from like Spirit Halloween or something, you'll notice that you can't see shit, right? And these motherfuckers have these tiny little holes in these masks. And they're fine. They can see everything. Everything is perfectly, you know, they have no blind spots, no anything. (laughs) They're able to do all this crazy shit like run through the fucking woods and chase people. And like, no fucking way. No way. I'm calling bullshit. So. All right. I just wanted to make you guys think that something happened. Nothing happened. I'm going to finish this beer. We're going to get on to the third one. Oh, man. What movie should we do next? You guys have any suggestions? Anything you could think of that you'd want to hear? I hope you guys did watch uh, When Evil Lurks, if you haven't. That was the best movie I think I've seen this year. Maybe, but you'll find out for sure in our awards episode, because that was... Um, man, I hope you... Like, just if you're not a huge fan of the subtitles, just deal with it because it is so fucking worth it. That movie just, oh, as you heard last week, if if you did, if not, uh, I, again, I would highly, highly recommend it. it was very, very good. Okay. This is where, uh, John wick, female John wick, Aaron, uh, kind of really starts coming into her own. Um, Crispin disappears again. Uh, I guess you do see him one more time. I shouldn't have uh, prematurely said that, but he, he does leave for good. Um, And Aaron ends up getting jumped. Uh, and I do believe Felix and Z they're the other two, uh, relatives that are still, it's like another brother, Crispin's brother, uh, they're still alive and they're just kind of like this weird couple, um, that just like, they, they don't seem like they fit in very well. (laughs) And, uh, and you find out why later on. So she gets jumped. Uh, and she beats the dude to death with a fucking meat mallet, like right to the back of the head. And you just hear, you know, all the graphic fucking voices and all this crazy shit. Oh my God. Oh, so they get through that and they cut to dad and dad's off exploring. He's looking for the person that murdered his wife and, uh, runs into Felix. Someone comes up behind him and slices his neck. And this is where the reveal happens the first reveal anyway i do believe there are a few reveals in this and this is the first one which i kind of had a feeling that somebody was involved in the family but i didn't think it was was these two but felix and z are essentially responsible for everything that's happening and he just doesn't give a shit that his dad was just murdered right in front of him (laughs) uh homegirl she's back to being resourceful. She's, you know, gathering knives and all this other crazy stuff and hiding her and Z built some traps. Like it's fucking home alone uh, before it's revealed that Z is actually a bad person, bad girl. She is a bad girl. My God, the shit that she pulls later on, we'll talk about it anyway. Um, but another furry stumbles in, uh, there's my attempt at being funny. I'm going to stop that. We're just going (laughs) to get, just going to get through this movie. Um, another furry stumble. God damn it. I said I wasn't going to do it again another murderer uh, stumbles upon his dead friend uh, dramatically flips the table. So you kind of think like maybe they're related. Maybe there's really good friends, something along those lines, uh, but he's very upset. And you would think that if you're in this line of work, that would be a little more common. He's more upset that his friend is dead than like, he just doesn't care about killing people. So I guess he does have feelings. I don't fucking know. Kind of weird. Uh, but he hears a noise through the door and it is, um, you know, it's Aaron, she's hiding, and uh, there's a great you know little jump scare kind of reveal scene. He goes all uh Jack Torrance and starts ripping through the fucking door um, and as he's about to get through, uh he hears Dickhead Brother I, I, sorry, I do not have his name. um, uh, I just call him Dickhead Brother. He's back from the dead all of a sudden, gets his attention, and uh the furry turns his attention. Back towards him, goes to stab him, but instead Aaron gets him first and he ends up jumping out the window and leaving. It's now revealed that she grew up in the outback, which is badass enough. Have you ever seen like the bugs and creatures that live down there? She lived in a survivalist compound. So she is all equipped about just like shutting her mind off and just surviving and that's it. And doing everything you have to do until you get out of this situation. Holy fuck. That was kind of cool. I loved that reveal. I thought that was really cool. And I, I pretty sure I just said that, but it was awesome. There's a different word than cool. Yeah. I just think they did a really good job with that. I thought it was kind of a unique take. Um, and, and it was paced. Really, like they, they waited long enough in the movie. They didn't drop it in like the first 10 minutes where she's just in the car saying like, oh, yeah, well, you know how my dad was. We were the survival compound in Australia. Ha, ha, ha. So you're just like, okay, so she's going to do something. I like the mysterious past aspect. I thought that was really cool. All right, third and final beer. Oh, that's dark. That's way darker than I was expecting, but I guess at 12%, it kind of has to be. Next, Dickhead brother and Felix are having a little argument downstairs. And this is the scene that I referred to in the beginning of the episode. This is one of the saddest deaths I have ever seen in a horror movie. His he has that puppy dog eye face thing going on. He gets stabbed and you just feel so bad. Like you feel his betrayal. It's it sucks. That I was like Oh man, I just want to give that dude a hug. I feel so bad. He's getting stabbed. (laughs) I'd like never feel like that in a horror movie, but he just keeps getting stabbed. And, um, and that's it. So he dies. He's not happy about it. Back upstairs, you see, uh, Z with Aaron and they're trying to protect themselves. Z thinks about attacking her and, uh, Quickly changes her mind because Aaron turns around. Aaron decides to go upstairs, and it's revealed that Dad's dead. Something fishy's going on here. She's starting to get aware. Before she can do anything, something comes up behind her. What's she do? She chucks whatever's in her fucking hand and then dives out the window. A second-story window. She is a fucking badass. And why she doesn't get more credit, why this movie doesn't get more credit for her being like a badass final girl? Because she's as good as they get, man. She is fucking top tier, fantastic. Scrambles to the woods, gets some window out of her leg, and almost gets shot by the fucking crossbow guy, heads back to the house. He comes through the window trying to follow her, ends up on a board of nails. Felix comes downstairs, sees what's going on, you know this is the reveal again that he's being paid um and says i'll give you more you know sorry for talking shit blah 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 and oh no that actually happened before i think yeah whatever it doesn't matter uh (laughs) this is yeah i got my parts mixed up here dude goes downstairs to investigate whatever's going on felix and z are in the room with her dead mother with his dead mother and Z decides it's time to, to mount up and, uh, maybe mount up and be a, be a regulator. All right. That was really, really bad. Uh, And that, that continues my, uh, poor attempt at humor throughout this episode. So please forgive me and please keep subscribing and listening. I promise it won't be this bad next week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll probably be just as worse, worse, just as bad. There we go. Let's try this beer. Definitely some bourbon in there. Definitely some bourbon. Um, I'll always try bourbon age lagers, bourbon age, anything barrel age, anything. I'll always try it because uh, it's cool because it does change the beer. But I mean, stouts and borders just carry the flavor so much better than any other style really can. I mean, barley wines too. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's it's not bad. It's just, it's just a boozy lager. Uh, it's okay. It's not my favorite. But it's okay. Congratulations on your 35 years. Great lakes. Uh, they do make some killer shelfy beers like the, uh, Elliot Ness and Dortmund lager. Those are like some of my favorites. They're great. Lakes Christmas sale is Really good. Um, yeah. So not shitting on their beer altogether. Just not a huge fan of this. And that's just me. Not par for the course. Anyway, this girl thinks it's a good time to try to have sex with her boyfriend. Next to her mother's body, and <laughs> literally says, "I want you to fuck me next to your dead mother." And he's like, "No." She's like, "You never do anything fun." What the fuck? But I guess that's the kind of girl you you have uh, when you're that that's like okay with you murdering your parents for for your inheritance. I guess that's that's what you attract. So, you know, but wouldn't you think that would come back to get you in the end anyway? But, um, yeah, no. Okay. So I did flip my scenes. Felix comes out, offers to pay some more. Uh, Aaron hears everything that's going on and they hear her because apparently, uh, she has signal and her emergency, you know, 911 call finally goes through. So that right there is foreshadowing for the end. Uh, also the score decides to change. Uh, this is where it goes in from that, that big, ominous, scary, whatever into just kind of like fun, funky, like eighties synth wave shit that I love. Uh, it's just, it's just awesome. So Aaron is confronted by the killer. Uh, she's already ready for him in her, whatever pose throat chops, the motherfucker, uh, (laughs) she's just awesome in this movie she's so great she's running circles around these dudes stabs the fucking crossbow dude in the head yanks his axe not his ass his axe um and she decides now now she's she's in the driver's seat as far as i'm concerned so felix and z decide to split up go take a look try to find out what's going on aaron has time apparently to set up some booby traps. Uh, she goes all Kevin McAllister and this is where the ax comes in. Uh, there's like an ax with a weight on it, uh, like a counterweight. So when you open up the door, it comes swinging down and cracks you right in the fucking face. Again, foreshadowing. She hides downstairs. The last of the furries, the last of the fucking bad guys comes downstairs. And I love this where she, she's just so resourceful but again she went to a survivalist camp or whatever she lived there knocks out all the lights so there's no lights down there can't can't see shit guy walks down can't see anything she has like a like a flash like a camera and it's just like a strobe light right so he can't really see what's going on gets close gets his fucking face bash the fucking this was cool this was a good death here uh really really like this one um Now it's just Felix and Z. And where the fuck is Crispin? Like he's gone. Like he doesn't call. He doesn't do anything. He just disappears. You really don't know what the fuck is going on with him. She wanders back upstairs. Felix sees her. Shoots her. They move closer. They find out that she's gone. They split up again. She has the crossbow, Z has the crossbow, and he goes to the car. You see the cell phone jammer that they talk about in the beginning of the movie, so that's why it was able to, uh, that that emergency signal was able to get out. Z runs into Aaron in the kitchen, they start fucking fighting, and this is the best scene of the movie, I think. (laughs) Felix comes into the kitchen to come and help out Aaron, and she throws like a pot of gravy or something from, I guess, dinner, throws it towards him. It hits him a little bit. Just the gravy part. And he says, it's not even hot, you dumb bitch. Goes to take a step and slips and falls on his ass. That was like my favorite line of the whole movie. I legit fucking uh, laughed out loud. Uh, Back to the final battle. Still don't know what's going on. She gets stabbed. They're just teaming up on her or whatever. Z gets knocked down. She gets cracked in the face with like a fucking blender or something like that. And then Felix. Felix gets... Knocked down, he's on his ass, she grabs the upside down like the the blender with the blades, jams it into his fucking head. You know where this is going. We know where this is going it the fucking it's great, they give you the satisfaction. it happens. they show it it's fucking great. She plugs it in, she turns it on, it's fucking shit, turns into whatever brain soup it's it's amazing. I loved every second of it i'm I'm just like I'm ramped up about this movie at this point. Uh, I'm currently ramped up now about this movie, Uh, but, you know, I I had to think that's our. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's like that's what you come for. You come for that kind of, you know, level of gore. Z doesn't know how to react. She's just kind of like stunned. She she does not have it. Uh, She is not. She is not about that life. Whereas Aaron is all about that life. She doesn't give a fuck about anything. She just wants to live. Lives. She, just wants to lives. she just wants to live. She just wants to live. She stabs Z. E. That's it. There's two things sticking out to me at this point. What's going on with the axe on the door? And what's going when you know? Are the cops ever going to get there? What's going to happen? Ah, Crispin shows up. He reveals that he was in on it too, which I kind of had a feeling, but not to that extent. That maybe I don't know. I kind of thought maybe he died or whatever. He pleads his case. He tries to get her to do whatever. Dangles money in front of her, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Stabs the fuck out of him, right? Stabs him in the head and stabs him in the fucking neck. Uh, And then gets shot (sighs) immediately by the cop. She has a cool one-liner, she says, as she stabs him. Um, I think she says, like, why the fuck not? And uh, then she gets shot by the cop. The cop shows up. And it looks really bad, right, in context. Goes back out, makes his call. heads back towards the house, walks right toward the, towards the door. And you're like, oh my fucking God, it's going to come. It's going to happen. Opens the door. Erin's still alive. She says, no, don't. And too late. The fucking axe takes out the officer. And that's the movie. That's how they ended. I love when endings happen like that. I think it's fucking great. So that was your next. I really liked it. Um, like I said, eight out of 10 uh, slasher movies. I really do think they need to make a little bit more of a comeback instead of just you know these exorcism and zombie movies, and just just take a backseat for a minute. Let's get back to some cool, you know, some cool stuff. Let's get back to some slashers. I want to see them. What would you guys think of the movie? Feel free to. I don't know. Why, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having a hard time talking right now. It has nothing to do with a beer. I promise. Um, I literally had like eight ounces total. I think tonight, if that. Let us know what you think of the movie. Let us know what you think of the podcast anything you want to hear different, any recommendations on movies you guys want to hear. Otherwise we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. Uh, but again, thank you seriously. Like if you're still listening at this point, uh, I mean literally at the end of this travesty of an episode, um, which I don't think it was, but it was fun. I was in a good mood. I was excited to talk to you guys. So maybe I got a little, you know, a little crazy for you, but that's just, you know, Oh, I did have too much sugar today. I had a pop and a cookie. Sorry. That's probably what it was. Um, at 35, that shit just hits you different, man. I'll tell you, Next week, not sure. Maybe it'll be Midnight Me Train. Uh, but I do believe that's the release. Next week is the release of Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. So we're going to try to get that in. I would love to have it released for the week of Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's possible. I'm going to talk to my lovely wife and see if she's okay with that. But, yeah, regardless, uh, thank you guys for tuning in again. I uh, hope you have a good week, good weekend, all that other stuff. We will see you next week. And, uh, yeah, cheers.